0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of Rugby Swag Show, the show where we talk about the things that can be impacted, founded, created, and basically the opportunities via rugby that we look to have to grow this game. This doesn't flow as well as as I did the first time. I'm gonna figure out what exactly it is I'm gonna say with this, but get the point. We're here to be able to develop rugby and be able to develop it from more than just a sport to an ecosystem and a way of life and talk about the things that impact it in all its ways. I think that was a lot better. My name is Gift, Gift, Tommy and Beilu and intro. I think the minute I stepped on our practice field for rugby, the calling happened. An eight year plan to be on the team and I was in it within two years. Don't wait until you
1: are a pro to be a pro. Right. And I walk around with a rugby ball sometimes and they're like, what is this child on? I mean, it looks like it was heavy. Yeah. It's
0: up, it's not up. You know, that's the first time i played like professional. I'm making rugby money, how can I make money outside of it? And those two Scottish guys and I said, oh, you're, um, you're here for the movie. So that rugby is a game for all shapes and
1: sizes, all cultural um, aspects. And he looked at me and he says, you guys
0: are awesome. Hey, we got some great stuff coming up, and I don't want you guys to miss out. Straight off the bat, HBCU Rugby Classic tickets are going up for sale starting on Black Friday. It is going to be the cheapest they'll ever be. Uh, It Great seats. We're talking about VIP. Talking about our general seats. HBC Rugby Classic happening on March thirty first through April second in Washington D.C. at Howard University. It's going to be the first time on Howard campus. And why should you go to it? We are going to be the most. Dynamic, entertaining rugby tournament that you have ever seen it's not even a tournament we're a showcase we're here to be able to show culture hbcus and the mixture into rugby culture it is something to be seen from step shows a great rugby performances and musical performances as well so much that will be happening and you don't want to miss out on it at all Definitely go to hbcurugbyclassic.com. Go check our ticketing, and it will take you directly to our event. And definitely grab in. Tickets will only stay at this Black Friday price until Christmas. So I'm giving it a full month until Christmas. And then from there... We're going up, but I'm telling you, the value is going to be worth it right now, so don't miss out on one second of it. HBCRugbyClassic.com, 2023 HBC Rugby Classic. Check out Howard University being there first. Check out the rivalry of Prairie View A&M and Morehouse. Get to see some international, the youth. It's going to be amazing. You don't want to miss a second of it. Welcome back, hey. Y'all, we got a great show today. I I wanted to make it a little bit simpler this week uh, as we're just around the corner from Christmas. So, of course, the most important thing about Christmas outside of the presents and the the spending time with family are the movies that you get to watch. And we're going to review a few of the movies that I've seen that I think that you should be able to watch uh, going into this holiday season. I'm actually going to try and do a few more of these even after. So if you're listening to it on the podcast, definitely take uh, keep your eye, you know, just ready for it because we'll probably drop a few more episodes this week just on pure movie reviews because I want to make sure that you guys are getting the right hookup on, on what to watch within this rugby world because there are a ton of rugby movies out there. Um, a few are good. A lot are okay. A lot are, are really bad. and <laughs> But all of them are at least... Worth consideration, whether it's documentary script or anything like that. So I want you guys to be able to just enjoy, and uh, gonna have a little something ready for you on that. Next thing I want to talk about is what went down this weekend in terms of USA rugby and and sevens, because. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like the US is back to form. Like, this is the first time the US has looked back to form since like 2017. Like, it is nuts. How good these young players have now developed. And I say developed because last year when we were watching them, they were not good. And, of course, you know, it's the, the speed of the game and understanding exactly how to function within it. And and just obviously coming off of COVID, not a lot of games, it was a questionable cast. I'm, I'm not going to lie. But on the men's side, behind the leadership of Kayvon Williams and Perry Baker, Marcus Tutupolo, uh, I think the men have seen Psh, jumps and then behind the the strength of Nia Tapper, Lyonna Mar, and the rest of the women like that is a veteranship that actually has inserted uh, women. So if they've actually been more of a reload than they are a recharge, I feel like the men or more of the beginning of a recharge. And we're starting to see a rise of the young players coming through. That's the Aaron Cummings, uh, the David Stills, the uh, Malachi Easdale, even though he was there a little bit more, but it's still. I I consider him a young player. Um, And uh, uh, the Gavin, uh, the Moores, just uh, the Morrisons, like these are the players that are going to take it to the next level over the course of the next 10 years. And they – are coming into their own in these first two tournaments. Cape Town 7s, uh, both men and women finished third, uh, a rise from fourth in Dubai last week. Man, when I tell you that I am excited, again, I have not been excited about USA Rugby since before the 2019 Rugby World Cup. Like, it is exciting to actually see us play like a U.S. team. And I said this last week. The biggest thing that we can do as a U.S. team is to be the most physical team on the field. Like, it may not always be the fastest, but we do have some of the fastest. We might not be the most technically skilled, but we have the skills. But we definitely are not going to be out physical on the field. And I think this was a perfect example for both the men and the women. Uh, it was just so legit, to be able to watch and be like, oh, my gosh, like, we can do this. Now, mind you, we still got two years, well, a year and a half until the Olympics. And honestly, everything between now and then is where it's going to matter. Like, this <laughs> – rugby sevens tops off at the Olympics. I, not rugby World Cup sevens. Unfortunately, rugby World Cup sevens I think takes a step back behind the Olympics. Everything tops off for the Olympics. So we're setting up 2024 Paris. These uh, players are getting ready for that because that's where the launching pad for what happens over the course of uh, the next four years, which for 2028 Olympics, and then subsequently what we see uh, uh, in the rotation uh, going into the 15 side. And I'm assuming, I will make the assumption that some of these players for the men and the women are definitely going to be playing on the 15th side uh, for the next Rugby World Cup uh, relegation. And then, of course, for whenever it's here in the U.S. Uh, in 31 and 33. So I love the physicality that I am seeing out of it. Uh, I, I got to say, the, the, the standout performances, one, uh, again, Naya absolutely – I feel like whenever they gave Naya Tapper the captainship – and and just generating all that she's been doing over the course of the last, I want to say, year and a half, strongly um, in terms of her business acumen and and trying to be more promotive, uh, she's been able to develop herself into more of a leader. And this Dubai and and Cape Town uh, stretch has been deal breaker. Uh, I feel like she's looking her fastest. Feel like she's looking her strongest and having the most intention. Like. That 2020 Olympics was was sad to watch. I I'm not going to lie for for everybody. But it was sad to watch because it didn't feel like we had like any oomph in the game. It was it was felt like we had all the hype and none of the urgency. And now it feels like we have none of the hype but all the urgency. And honestly, this is where I want us to be. And obviously, and if we keep at this rate, we're going to get the hype and we're going to have to keep up to 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 that element but right now this is where we want to be this is how we want to be crushing teams and slowly building up and beating of course you get your little losses here and there you know we lost to Ireland early and and stuff but that's not a big deal honestly it's it's really not a big deal like this is what you build up to the key is how do you finish overall and I I feel like the women's side did it a big shout out to the breakouts that now finally starting to see the Full talent of Jasmine Gray. And I know people can be like, well, no, she's always been talented, you know, she had to earn into it. And she's starting to get it now. She's starting to get it now. She's starting to utilize her edge and being able to actually make the plays as an international athlete. And it is great to watch her development. And then, of course, the other breakout star, Samantha Sullivan, who just absolutely is a monster. And for some reason, did she go to Army? Did Samantha Sullivan play for Army? Because I feel like I've seen her before. Yeah, she did. She did. I have seen her. I remember watching her play. I got the videos of watching her play against Stars Rugby, and she is pulling off exactly the same thing she did for Army uh, here with USA 7, and none of it is shocking to me. Like, she is a breakout star as well. Like, I am so excited because with the women's side, they have a different situation than the men because the women's side – they're still a young team, uh, in general, like maybe mid to late twenties uh on average. I think Naya's twenty-six, twenty-seven, Ileona's twenty-six, twenty-seven, uh uh Nani is what, late twenties, early thirties. Um it, it it's it's a young, bloody team still, but it's an experienced team. It's an experienced team. And yeah, even even um Christy Kirsch, young Kristen Thomas, young like Chetta Emba. Like, it's a young team, but it's an experienced team. And to be able to see them now just like continuing to add the pieces. I know Jasmine Gray had been there since uh, for the last two years, two and a half years, but seeing the young pieces starting to build up and then now Samantha Sullivan, Sammy Sullivan uh, showing out in this uh, rugby, in this uh, Cape Town Sevens uh, really adds a lot of firepower because it's strength and firepower. I think I remember one time Pat Clifton, uh, was talking about how we describe our, our players for the women's side. And it was like, we have a whole bunch of running back and tailbacks, uh, and the other teams are working with wide receivers. But in this situation, I think there's been a lot of great adjustment by Emily Bidwell, who, I I don't know whether it's the article. I mean, I'm not going to say the goth article because that would be disingenuous to assume that she started turning up literally after the article. But I mean, they turned up this summer and, and, and after the Rugby World Cup Sevens, which was also like eh, kind of oh no, they ended in fourth. So no, no, they, it was still good. Like it, but I, I feel like this felt dominant. This feels dominant, and you know, shout out to them and their coaching. Because they really, really have added the the edge. Again, Jasmine and Sammy Sullivan out there. And, of course, Kristen Thomas is consistent as as ever. And I think we got a full squad that can be done. If we can work this rotation, I think the big key is going to be stepping away from injuries. Uh, So from the women's side, it was so good to see the recharge and – reload of the of the of of Glock USA doing its thing. Yes, yes. That's good. We're gonna start calling that's what the group is now called. Glock USA. Uh, <laughs> because we gunning down the competition. I don't care how insensitive that sounds that's what we're gonna say. Glock USA is the women's side and then from the men's side, yo, this one has been a recharge. I think we lose people like Danny Barrett who was the pounder. Carlin Isles has been out for I don't know how long now. I, I can't remember the last time I've seen him play for the USA uh men's. I don't know if from injuries or some retirement or taking a step back or whatever it is, but he hasn't been there. But the biggest thing from the men's side has been what I feel like is the revitalization of Perry Baker. Perry Baker, 36 years old, he told us, "Hey, after this next after the Rugby World Cup 7, I'm going to take a step back. I am I am retiring from uh, international play. But that retirement ain't ever come yet. I don't know if Kayvon Williams and Mike Friday had a sit-down with Perry and were like, hey, look, man, we got these young guys coming in and, and they really look up to you and, you know, you, you, you we really needed to stay. Or maybe it was the fact that this man got to go play PR sevens and it was almost like not necessarily an it wasn't an all-star situation, but almost like LeBron, whenever he got to go play for um the US uh Olympic basketball team, and he had all these players, and he was like, Oh shoot, oh, this is what it is to have all this talent? Yo, how do I get a part of it? let me get some of this talent over here on the cavies let me or let me go to where it is. I feel like Perry during the PR7s or whatever was discussed after RW7s, like, he saw the talent. He saw the guys was like, yo, you guys are cool, and hey, you guys got some skills. Like, I still got it. I just, you know, haven't really been feeling after a ninth place finish at the Olympics. Like, it doesn't feel like we got anything, but maybe, maybe, we maybe it's that time. And for whatever it is, him and Kayvon Williams have led this young team because, um, you know, Aaron Cummings was there last year, and he didn't look that great initially. But this man has come into his own. His speed that he took from the club side has seemed to manage itself. And shout out to Roots for being able to put in, like, two people into it. Like, you're talking about a program that is not only just a culture program, but also – is now feeding into the international side, that's something to take into consideration. Like, you want to try and possibly go international? You want to be able to have a community? Go play for Roots. Uh, or, you know, hey, look, man, these are my people. I'm a shout out to them. I'll check them out. I think they're episode one, actually. <laughs> episode one. So, Kyle and Tiana Gramby, and, and there's other ones. But, yo, um, this is really relieving to see uh I wrote on Twitter uh if you guys want to check it out you can check out either at gift time rugby or at gift a Bailey on Twitter but this was this was a breakout moment for David still uh i, I I've heard the name before I didn't get much chance to research it before this but he was crushing. I know uh my friend Caleb was telling me he is a crossover for all the people who are like, oh, we can't keep, keep doing crossovers. You need to we need to keep working on other which we do need to work on other stuff, but we can't ignore crossover shout out, Colorado Raptors. But uh, I'm sorry, American Raptors. But David still absolutely manhandling players. On the pit, and that's what we want from the U.S. The dude's like what, six foot four, six foot four, two hundred and thirty pounds, just ramming through people. Like you go, like yo, I thought we were gonna only get that from a Danny Bar- Barrett, but no, we got another guy who does it. And look between him and Schroeder, just absolutely barreling through people. Like these are the kind of locks that you want for sevens. Like this is wild. <laughs> It is wild what we are able to do when you actually put in real talent onto the field and they're developing. And the big key is that they are developing. Uh, Gavin the De- 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 Morrison, he definitely has been there for the last year and a half. Continued growth, continued growth, continued growth, continued growth. And I feel like in their situation, they they definitely were assisted by. The disappointment of the Rugby World Cup, on top of you know probably not doing well at Rugby World Cup Sevens, I think that there's a fire that's lit under their asses as well too, where it's like yo we we gotta show up. Like this is this is last shot for like Perry. This is really like going for the Olympics. This is legitimately his last shot at the Olympics. For Kayvon Williams, he's basically the last. Will be the last person of the old guard still remaining. I mean, I know we got uh Madison Hughes possibly still being able to come back and stuff like that. He's, I think, injured. Obviously, you got um uh uh, uh Cody who uh you know in Colorado uh and and still has it, but Kayvon Williams is is the last of the impact guards uh from from the what we consider the beginning of the dominant stage of USA 7, USA men's men 7s. And to see this reload and start to really, like, put the guys in, I, I love it. There's nothing that you can tell me that makes me go be less excited about the team that's moving forward. I, I just biggest shout out on, on them. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely killing it. Also, y'all, I want you guys to please Please do not forget, uh, we need you to please subscribe. Please take the time to like this. If you're listening on podcasts, please subscribe to the podcast on whatever streaming service, whether it's Apple Podcasts, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Google Play, whether it's Stitcher, whether it's iHeartMedia. I, I don't care. As long as you're able to subscribe, keep the follows up it helps us with uh, being able to put out more episodes and being able to get more quality and develop and build out from there and of course i i just in the chance of just pure support it it just it looks great on on everything that we do so thank you for those who have already subscribed if you can leave a comment on the apple podcast leave a comment on the youtube page uh, that's on uh, gift time rugby network uh, at gift time rugby at, on youtube and ah uh, just makes a mouth next up y'all we got some great movies and i said it earlier i want to make sure that we are creating rounded rugby supporters so what we do on the field is number one thing what we do in uh administratively in rugby is another what we do in the business elements of rugby is another but the entertainment secondary market which is the ones that get heavily publicized are the ones that we needed actually put into as well. And that's where it comes into the movies, the shows, and everything like that. It is legitimately. An interesting process of trying to find and watch the rugby movies. I found that the majority of them happen to be on Amazon Prime. You got a few that are on Netflix, a couple on one on HBO Max, and uh, of course, you know, uh, Apple Plus kind of delineates kind of their content from different formats, just kind of tapping into their phone. But it is a lot of content that is out there for rugby movies and they're not all documentaries we know there's a ton of documentaries shout out to singapore to rugby singapore to tokyo any way we can hey
1: everybody this is just the break transiting out a personal little video diary to all you people out there where i am going to document me riding most of the way between singapore and tokyo for the 2019 rugby world cup i needed help and it came from Louisiana.
0: We in Singapore, baby!
1: Gift from Gift Time Rugby USA is a extroverted tour de force. But what unites us is a hunger for adventure.
0: After KL, Kuala Lumpur. Woo! Yeah! Woo! Gift, where are we? We're in
1: Fiiiit! V- oh, no! Morning, oh. Mount <laughs> Fuji, baby! Our love Asian rugby culture. One, two, three, yeah! Yeah! Rugby is, is starting to develop here in Cambodia for women as well.
0: Valkyries. The mighty, mighty Valkyries!
1: M- we're out here, we're running out of energy, we're running out of money. And we're feeling isolated. And yet at that critical moment, friends, Family, sometimes complete strangers, come on board. Before you know it, we're back in the game. Tokyo, here we come.
0: Malaysia, Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam. Watch the full adventure at CRugby.VHX.TV. That's C like S-E-E rugby.VHX.TV. But... At the same time, I want to make sure that we're also recognizing that there are scripted content that exists that is not maybe just in our regular purview. And um, I want to give you guys a couple that I personally like that I think that you should watch. And then, you know, as I said, I'm going to continue to try and build up on this list leading into Christmas. So... If you are one that gets overtired of podcast subscriptions or podcast uh, episodes, I'm sorry. This is going to be kind of a weird week for you. Uh, we're we're, we're going to try and see how much I can get done within this, but uh, I'm excited. So without further ado, let's meet about the first movie that we got up for you. Grow Ah, uh, this movie is one that touches my soul so much because it, it's so good, it's, let me correct that, it is so bad that it's great, it is so entertaining, and this movie is sigh- Or challenge depending on what language version you want to speak on it. And all I can say is to watch this is to simply let your mind go and just enjoy. Sai was a movie that was released in 2004. It is an Indian Telugu movie. Now, Telugu is a language group in India. They make not Bollywood movies, they make Tollywood movies. And this was one that was an absolute hit in 2004. And needless to say, it is the perfect example of a person who saw rugby like maybe once, maybe two or three times. Somebody briefly explained it to them and they just filled in the rest of the blanks themselves because this movie is nuts when it comes to its rugby. It's nuts in its plot line and it's just like everything and nothing all simultaneously. This movie follows the story of Prudiv played by Nathelan Reddy and, and Shashank played by the actor of the same name, Shashank. They're two students who are rivals of each other, and they're leaders of their respective class groups. Prudiv is the leader of the science students, science and biology and math students, and Shawshank is the leader of the art and uh, business students. (laughs) Oh, my God, this movie is wild. And they... the two sides are absolute rivals of each other at their school. So whenever they get into it, get into any kind of conflict on the school grounds, this is like it's it's like West Side Story, but instead of it being, you know, a gang fight, yo, it's a rugby match. I freaking love it. Absolutely love it. And this is where it gets so wild because clearly the writer and the director for this movie did not know anything about rugby outside of what they had seen and interpreted for themselves. So basically, the rugby that's played here is they do have to get to one the side or the other. They do have the ball, but it's almost like it's, 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 it's just tackle fest. It's not a real strategy. It's we pass, and then everybody on the team tackles. I think they have, like, 20 people on the field at one point at one, 20 people per side on the field. Uh, whatever they score, they even explain it where they're like two points. If you score on the right side, two points, if you score on the left side, if you get it through the post, it's one point for the extra. And then you start it all over again and they got the kick and everything like that. And it's, it's so funny because even the scrumming is just chaos. It's just chaos. But I'm not going to lie. I loved every moment of it, all right? I loved every moment of it. But the significance of this story is that uh, these two students are uh, obviously, like I said, the leader of the, their respective uh, groups, and a gangster by the name of uh, Bikshu Yadev, played by uh, Pradeep, Pradeep Ravat, um, Comes to the school to try and buy the land of the school from under the uh, owners themselves. And Prudiv and Shawshank come together to stop this man from doing it. Again, generic plot line, but this isn't about the plot line. It's not. It is about how they fill into the spaces through the plot line and how they are characterized. One of the other things that are absolute favorite for me is that. You know that the writer for this movie was a science geek or an art geek. The key term is geek. And I use that in the most loving way, but they were geeks. Because this is the most geek cool guy fantasy ever. Prudiv, who is the science leader, is like portrayed as this motorcycle riding freaking uh, you know, top gun. You know, aviator glasses, smooth talking, gets all the girls, can do the dances, gets it all down, and just is, like, the coolest guy. And then you got the art guys who are, like, they're all right. They're all right. They're they're not the worst. They're all right. They're athletic, but they're not, like, athletic. They're kind of just, like, they play hard rugby. Like, the petty is strong amongst this group. Uh, and it's just, it's just this back and forth for the majority of the movie. And of course a girl gets involved and it, now you get your, um, you know, your, 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 your Troy story almost. It's, the uh, who's got, uh, Helen of Troy, uh, kind of pushback. Who's going to take this and take that from that? Like this movie involves Everything. It involves a little bit of Bollywood-style choreography and dance. It involves some good uh, uh, IP stealing with the Chicago Bulls sign. I mean, this movie comes down to a showdown between the gangster and Prudiv and Shawshank's rugby teams. Like, I want more movies that are doing this. Break rugby the showdown, all right? Make that be what solves problems, how you deal with your stuff. Nobody fights in the streets. Ain't nobody just dancing, dance battling against each other. It's just pure rugby matching up against each other and just getting dirty, just getting dirty out there. Ah, I love it. It is so hilarious, but it is so bad because the plot is all over the place. It is absolutely all over the place. Look. If you watch this movie with the intent of being able to have a clear, concise story and uh, good character development and you know uh, uh, great writing, this ain't the movie for you. But if you want a movie where you can literally just shut your brain off... Just watch the entertainment. You got to read subtitles, but it's okay. You know, just just enjoy the moment. This is absolutely the movie. And it's just rugby. It's rugby and dancing, and it's not quite a musical, but if you've seen a Bollywood movie, this is what it does. Like, I am, I 100% recommend that you watch this. I think everybody should watch this at least once. And you can actually find it on YouTube. You just got to look up Psy, S-Y-E, and you will absolutely be able to find it. It The only big kicker of this, and it can throw you off at first glance, is that this movie is two and a half hours long. And at there, there's a point in the middle of it where it actually feels like it moved from one movie to another movie and then went back to the original movie. But at the same time, this is a movie that starts off with a guy getting impaled by a bullhorn. So... Take it for what it is. Like, it's long, but you're going to be entertained enough where you're just like, I can keep pushing through this. This is so stupid, it's hilarious. I can keep pushing through this. So, I recommend it. Uh, Like I said, as a true movie, this is probably easily like a 4 out of 10. But for straight entertainment, absolute just enjoyment, 8.5 out of 10 in my opinion. Yes, I give it that high grade because I love it so much. I've watched this movie like four times. And it never stops entertaining me. So, definitely check it out for your Christmas time. Y'all... Black Friday is coming up. The holidays are coming up, and this is the perfect time to be able to get your family, your loved ones, your friends, your rugby stuff. Not just another rugby team, because they might not even care about that team. You can maybe not everybody's here rocking for the All Blacks, rocking for Ireland, or or just has a USA rugby jersey that they want to drop on. But you definitely can never go wrong with a casual rugby wear. Check it out at RugbyOutletMall.com. Uh, get the stuff that represents to the things that they already know like our our rugby life shirt representing the youtube culture of course get our rugby paypal shirt that is just a beautiful blue that goes along with it um you guys can get our hbcu rugby classic shirts if you want to represent for new and upcoming culture but more importantly guys because you're listening to this podcast right here uh, definitely want to make sure that you have something to go along with it to provide. So for any first-time users, definitely use the code GROWRUGBY for 20% off. That is GROWRUGBY, G-R-E-A-U-X, RUGBY. That's two words, G-R-E-A-U-X, RUGBY. And you guys will get 20% off of any Icono Rugby shirts, any HBCU Rugby shirts, and and just be able to fully embrace the merch. It's winter time. Suit up. Get representing for your rugby anytime, anywhere, any place. It's going to be worth it, man. So, next movie to be able to watch. This one, I think, has the most, uh, if you want to say, credibility behind it. it has the most appra- praise behind it. And I think it's the most popular, but... Even still, if you hadn't had a chance to watch it, uh, this is almost the go-to movie for any uh, rugby person to recommend, and it is Invictus. Oh. Invictus is a movie that was released in 2009. It was directed by Clint Eastwood, uh, and it follows uh, the story of Francois Pignard, uh played by Matt Damon and Nelson Mandela played by Morgan Freeman, of course. And it follows the story of a post-apartheid South Africa leading into the 1995 Rugby World Cup where South Africa, the Springboks, were not expected to win this. And there was so much uh, political and racial turmoil going on in South Africa, particularly after the, the... African Freedom Union the AFU uh had taken over in the government where Nelson Mandela was elected as president overwhelmingly in one of the f- first fully democratic elections in South Africa um this movie I mean it is it is it is it is a topper of a movie it is an emotional movie it is a great period piece even though this is the mid 90s but, you know, we're talking about 20, 25 years ago. This, it speaks on what the impact and significance of Nelson Mandela's dream to create the Rainbow Nation and to be able to create a nation that works in unison with each other despite its racial uh, disparities that exist. And being able to surround it around the development of the and, and preparation for the 1995 Rugby World Cup I mean, it's a great backdrop. Like, it's classic sports movie. You know, we're right up there with Glory, in my opinion, Uh, right up there with uh, Rudy. Like, this is one of the great ones. I mean, uh, 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 Coach Carter, it's that. You know, you you know that the good guys end up winning and yada yada, but I, I think this one... What really stands out outside of you know its basic story is just the acting. The acting was incredible. Matt Damon uh, did a great job in trying to master that uh, South African, that African uh, accent, and being able to portray the feeling of the the moment. Clint Eastwood, as per usual, able to get a feel for the environment. And if you watch any of Clint's movies, like say what you say want about whether his po- what his politics or anything outside of that, the man knows how to make a good freaking movie like he knows how to make some grounded movies it's hard to say anything really negative about this movie again the only thing that i really would take back on this is that it's just a little bit it's a generic kind of it's a bit of a generic storyline in the terms of like it's run by the numbers of of you know everything rise and then you're your third act conflict to get the protagonists separated and then come back together, but uh, needless to say, uh, I think it was a great representation of rugby. Loved the effect of uh, New Zealand being the uh, almost the the overwhelming threat to the unification of South Africa uh, in this time, and uh, it's just it was great. It's it's a great. I have a friend who got to play in that Rugby World Cup. This is the Rugby World Cup that also led to professionalism in in rugby, which is a whole other story. But in this one, not that they talk about it in this, but in this one, it's 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 a great story about development involving rugby. Uh and there's not really much to go on it that if you haven't heard of it. Uh, ask any rugby person, they'll rave on it. And uh, for me, uh, it is an absolute must-watch. I think it is uh, a clearly a rugby cinematic classic, if, if you may. And there's not very many of those. I would say there's maybe like three that you can put up there. Uh, and we'll talk about those other two another time. But definitely a strong eight, uh, eight 8.5 out of 10 for me with this movie, I uh, truly love it, great casting great representation um, you know it's it, it it is a little bit of a kumbaya at the end because the reality of the situation is you know, that's not really how where it ended and you know situations still exist to this day but for what it's worth it, it's a moment that Everybody was able to come together, and um, it's great to be able to see that portrayed on film and portrayed against rugby, again, fulfilling the community and the camaraderie component that we all preach and love so much. So definitely check it out. Uh, You can find it on HBO Max, uh, and uh, in some places, you can get it on Amazon Prime as well. But HBO Max, I believe, is the primary place where it's at now. So check it out. This movie was interesting to me because I think this, I would consider this maybe the first black rugby movie made, you know, uh, that was focused on the community, um, focused on the culture, to say the least, uh, and that is The Nomads. This one was an interesting one for me, so... If you guys didn't know, The Nomads were actually released in 2019 at a film fest in Philadelphia, but it would actually got wide distribution in 2020 on TV, on Bounce TV. Uh, it was directed by uh, Brandon Eric Common, written by Tara uh, Miel. This is an independent movie, basically, that they raised money uh, and really had worked on this movie for the better part of... Uh, half a decade, I believe. Uh, And it was... It's interesting to see because it was an effort to create a Hollywood movie um, about a story that's actually real. Um, This is... um, The Nomads actually is loosely based on the development and creation of the North Philly Nomads uh, who are run by or were run by at the time James Brunson who... We actually have an interview, if you guys go check out episode 16, tells the true story of the nomads. But this movie follows uh, Casey Mack McNara, uh, played by the great and awesome Tika Sumter, as well as Mark Nolan, played by Tate Donovan, who you might know as the voice of Hercules in the cartoon 1997 cartoon movie Hercules. The plot behind this one is really kind of simple. Schools in North Philly are getting closed due to budget cuts, things that actually happened. Of course, where they're most affected are in neighborhoods and uh, areas that are the least economically uh, viable, to say the least. And of course, that's where you need to make sure that you have schools the most so that people have the highest chance. And so... From all this information, uh, Mac McNamara, who is a former USA rugby player in this movie, and decides to take up a job as a, bio- a math teacher at the school, and when she realizes the energy and how the kids are, she works with Mark Nolan to create a rugby team for the school, and from there, it becomes a story about building character and development and going through the uh the works as they become a better uh, rugby team and deal with you know racial issues and deal with uh, uh, uh conflicts internally and externally. Um, it's a solid movie honestly for me it, it's a solid movie. I'm not going to lie, it didn't provide anything that was surprising. It, it, if you want to call it, it was really a run-by-the-numbers sports movie. I mean, this is basically Dangerous Minds mixed with just a slight tints of, like, Coach Carter. Like, that's, that's basically what this is. It's Dangerous Minds, Coach Carter for rugby with a woman that deletes. So, yeah, still, Dangerous Minds, Coach Carter for rugby. Um... I, I liked it just for the sake that I, I, I appreciated the effort. I remember whenever I first watched it, I was live tweeting it. Some of the information I really wanted to know were like I was like, who the heck is Casey Mac Mac, Mac, Mac McNara. Mac uh who is this person who is a USA player? Like I, I swear I've never heard of them. And obviously for the sake of storytelling, they're amalgamations of multiple people being kind of put into one character, but I thought Tika Sumter did great, and especially for the fact that this is an independent movie and uh, she's a uh, well-addressed actress. I I think that they did a good job in getting someone who I would consider as a B-plus name uh, and has acted in some great films uh, like Ride Along or, um, yeah, Ride Along 2. These are the two that stand out the most, and then some Tyler Perry movies. But um, in terms of... Did it provide anything that I hadn't seen before? Um, no. Um, did it did it really give a unique take that it was despite it being in Philadelphia? I mean, outside of your cheese chili, your cheese steak references, you could have told me it was anywhere in the country. Uh, any uh, inner city location around the country and would have felt the exact same. Um I do like the actors, you know, they did a good job. I you know, love the fact that they use actual some actual rugby players that were formerly or currently formerly and currently part of the North Philly Nomads. Uh yeah, it was it's an okay film. It's an okay film. Like I said, it's it's not bad, it's not great. Um, but it's a solid effort, and honestly, it, it's nice to have another American movie other than just Forever Strong. Uh, and I, I enjoy it, obviously, from the other perspective of being able to uh, have the the not so much rags to riches, but the uh, you know, help the kids rise out of their situation. And, and it wasn't a white savior moment either, too, which I think is really important for a lot of these movies, especially. As they go forward. So within rugby it allows a diversity trend within it. But I do hope that. You know. It was going to create more of a standard. For trying to make more American rugby movie stories. And I think that will still, still soon to be there. Uh, you know. I know for me it's something that I really wanted to get done. So. But I give this movie. Um, you know. Six out of ten. Uh, maybe 5.8 out of Ten. Um, great effort, you know. You can understand that there was passion put into it. Uh, just a very generic storyline, just just to say it. Even if it was a real situation, but it was a pretty generic storyline uh, in terms of sports stories. But I recommend it. You guys can watch it on Amazon Prime. Uh, definitely available for there, and uh, I do believe you might have to pay for it uh, in rental now but i think it's worth at least taking a watch especially with the family especially great to be able to have with everybody around if you got if you're in the north around the fire and just being able to watch it if you got snow outside and if you don't you know it's just good to be able to chill in between football games great during christmas nice feel good moment like you're you're not going to regret watching it you know just say the least. It's not gonna, not gonna be like, oh my god, I wasted my time. But, uh, it's not gonna take you over the top. So uh, definitely check it out. Uh, and let me know what you guys think. Y'all, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you guys were able to get a little something from it. Uh, like I said, I'm going to be doing out more. I need to kind of do a kind of an early test sample to see how he feels. I've forgotten how to do my uh, movie reviews a little bit. Of course, they'll get better, and, you know, we'll improve upon it. But uh, basically, want to thank you all for taking the time to listen to this fully. And... Please check out some of our other episodes. Last week, we had McFeely, and we were talking a lot more about uh, the interworkings and the uh, administrative business component of it. We'll probably have more as a guest as time continues to go on. Uh, Of course, we have our other guests. Uh, Like I said, we have Daniel D'Avalier. We had Cassandra Ganja. We had Theo Bennett. Um, We have had... uh, um, uh, Catherine Aversanu, Takundo Rousiki, um, we've had Sheda Emba, up, Naya Tapper, uh, no some great, tomorrow. great, great, great players. Um, great conversations. Uh, just so much and and just I, I, I suggest taking them back and, and taking a listen at our catalog if you haven't had a chance. Definitely will be worth the interest and uh, it's something that I'm very proud of, of being, having been able to do, and will hope to continue to do more as uh, the years continue. Uh, and, guys, I really hope that you know that. I hope that you are happy. I hope that you are healthy. And, most important, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody non identified. I hope that you know that you are truly, truly highly favored. Until next time, cheers.